Welcome back to another episode of Jake's Takes. My name is Jake. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the podcast. And on this week's episode, I want to look at the Philadelphia 76ers and what's to come for Philly. More so their team situation, everything with the 76ers. I want to talk about coaching and the future. So Philadelphia was a team that had a pretty solid season and went from an up and down, you know, sort of year um, because they came into came into the playoffs as a four seed. They were up and down two, three, four, five, kind of throughout the season. And I think things changed when James Harden came in because I think James Harden was great for this group and was great for this team and great for the chemistry and great for everything with this team, to be honest. And I think James Harden has been someone who really helps their team in so many ways. And they got rid of some great players. Ben Simmons was great for them, and Seth Curry was great. But James Harden does so much for this team that it's it's crazy how, you know, he's helped them. And what Ben Simmons did was good, but his issues off the court, the fact that he didn't play kind of, you know, it just didn't really help their team. And I got to be honest, and I got to give credit to Daryl Morey for a big reason so Daryl Morey was holding out hope for a star he wanted a star for Ben Simmons that was a hundred percent what was out there the other teams that were involved wanted to make trades Jeremy Grant Pacers with Malcolm Brogdon teams were throwing out offers you know the um the uh Minnesota Timberwolves wanted to trade I think Malik Beasley and some draft picks. There were a lot of teams that were throwing out offers, but they were nowhere near the star level that the 76ers want. And I think he wanted a top 25 player. And then I think he went to like top 40 or something. And he got that. He got James Harden, which I got to give Daryl Moore credit because you talk about a guy who did not want to be in Philadelphia, was contesting everything. He had his errand boy, Rich Paul, basically saying, yeah, I don't want anyone here. Uh, I don't want to be in Philadelphia. He doesn't want to be in Philadelphia. My client wants to go somewhere else. I mean, Ben Simmons wanted to go to California originally. And I think it didn't work out, but he went to Brooklyn, which is not too bad of a second option. I think he's happy with Kevin Durant, and I think the situation worked out. James Harden's happy here with Embiid. But I think there's a lot of things wrong with this team. I think there's a lot of question marks moving forward. And I think for the 76ers, there's ways to to make for a better team long-term. And I think there's a lot that can take place to, you know, make for a better organization moving forward. So I kind of want to look at some of what could take place in Philadelphia moving forward and how their team could change. So, you know, Philadelphia is a great organization. They're an organization that has had a lot of success. Uh, the trust the process really hasn't worked, but they've kind of pivoted, and thankfully Daryl Morey came in and has pivoted from this trust the process model that they were trying to go for, and I think James Harden coming in and some of these other pieces coming in have done great, and they've also gotten a lot of success out of draft picks. Shake Milton was a pretty solid draft choice. Tyrese Maxey was a pretty solid draft choice. Matthijs Steibold has been a pretty solid draft choice, and those guys weren't top picks. You know, they weren't the top tier guys that Philly was going with before. Julia Local Four was a top three pick. Nerlens Noel was a top five pick. 
some of these other guys were kind of top picks. Markel Fultz was the number one overall pick. He didn't work out. So they've had success with some smaller guys, uh, contracts and, you know, smaller, you know, top 30 picks, but not top five or top 10 or whatever. So, you know, they're kind of changing their system and kind of doing a little bit of different tactics. And I think things have been kind of working a little bit better, but there's changes to be made. So I kind of want to talk about some of those. So the first is Doc Rivers needs to go. And Doc Rivers has been a great head coach in Boston, and he won championships there and was great with the big three. And then he went to the Clippers, and it didn't really go his way. Uh, They had Lob City, but that wasn't much of a success, and they kind of had to move on from Lob City, uh, or he did, and um, ended up going to Philly, which, I mean, Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons at the time, then they bring in James Harden. It's not a bad team, and I think Doc Rivers, because he's had success with Boston, wasn't going to go in Los Angeles. He wasn't going to go there unless it was a good team. And with Philly, same thing. So I think if Doc Rivers leaves... It's an interesting situation because I don't know if there's a team out there that would be a good spot for him because he's a plug-in, I want to be a head coach that um, goes to a contender or at least somewhat of a contender. I mean, I think uh, the Lakers could have been a good choice if he was available because I think he would have gone and played with LeBron. But at the end of the day, um, I think they got to get rid of him. I think he's run his course and you got a great guy in Daryl Morey, you just need a great head coach. And I think your great head coach is already on the bench. Sam Cassell. Sam Cassell is somebody who deserves a head coaching spot. And Sam Cassell reminds me of Aime Udoka a lot because Cassell is a very good assistant coach, as was uh, Udoka. And given a good situation and given the head coaching job he deserves, I think he can be a very good option. I think he could be a better head coach than um, Darvin Ham. And Darvin Ham was just signed to be the head coach of the Lakers. I don't know. Uh, how good Darvin Ham will be. He was great kind of coaching Joel Embiid as an assistant coach, but I think Sam Cassell could be a better head coach than Chauncey Billups, better head coach than maybe Darvin Ham, and no disrespect to Darvin Ham or Chauncey Billups because, you know, things we don't know about Darvin Ham, but Chauncey Billups, it's his first go-around. Um, but I think he could be a great head coach, and I think Philly would be a great head coaching spot for him. Monty Williams was a great head coach with the Suns. Granted, he had, I think he was a head coach in New Orleans before that, and then was an assistant coach in Philly, and now here in, with the Suns. Um, I think, you know, Sam Cassell is deservedly someone who should get a head coaching spot, and this is a perfect one for him, because you have two guys, if Harden stays, which I think he will, in Embiid, who will take this team to the next level. So, very good situation, for sure, for sure. Now, We have a few things to talk about with their team overall. Draft picks. So they do have the 23rd overall pick this year, but it was deferred to next year with the Brooklyn Nets uh, Ben Simmons trade. So they have two first-round picks going out. One is next year's pick, and one is a future 2027 first-round pick. So 2023, 2025, 2027 are off the board, which also means every other draft pick is off the board, unless there is a pick swap or trading a pick so they do have the 23rd overall pick this year and they can trade that pick if they get something in return in the first round so if they trade and get the 28th pick that's fine they can trade the 23rd pick for the 28th pick and other stuff they could trade the 23rd pick for the 15th pick if they wanted they just have to have a pick and they can't have two uh, consecutive picks 
traded away. So they couldn't trade this year's pick unless something comes back in return. So that's something to talk about. Um, now, looking at the roster, um, they have like a trade exception, which is like $1.6 million from Andre Drummond, which doesn't really equate to much. They got Tobias Harris for two more years, Danny Green for another year. Um, they have two years of Furkan Korkmaz. Matthijs Diebold's got one year, $4 million. Georges Nings, one year for $3 million. Two years left on Maxi. Three years left on Springer. A year left on Shake Milton. Um, and then there's a bunch of other scrubs at the bottom who uh, either are one year left or don't even really matter at the end of the day. Um, so that's what Philly's situation looks like. So Tobias Harris is the interesting situation for Philly because he is overpaid. He makes $37 million. He's overpaid. He is 17 and 6 rebounds, but overpaid. So there are teams that could use him, and there are teams that could take him on. And it's a tough situation because Philly could try and just salary dump and be like, we're going to get rid of Jaden Springer. We're going to get rid of Shake Milton. We're going to get rid of Tobias Harris in the process. You know, they have some extra... They got a bunch of second-round picks, one in 2023. Well, actually, two of them. One of their own and one from Atlanta. One in 2024. Um, there's a few others, so it's not out of the realm of possibility to throw some second-round picks, maybe a player like Jaden Springer, onto a Tobias Harris salary dump situation. But uh, Tobias Harris is a pretty good player, even though he is overpaid. So there are teams that could get in on it if they really wanted to. Um, if, you know, that's kind of what I'm talking about. So there is uh, that chance of, you know, a situation taking place where he does get dumped for his salary or it's a three-team deal where he goes to a team that has crappy contracts but they're a playoff team for example a Dallas and then Dallas gets rid of some of these crappy contracts they don't want to a dump salary dump situation and then um you know I think uh you know I think uh there is a uh, a way to make it work so you know I think uh he could get moved if the right situation comes up uh for sure then we have Danny Green. Now, Danny Green makes $10 million. I think he's a veteran, and I think for the right team and the right price, um, he's not worth a ton, but you could make the case that a trade could take place. So Danny Green is an option if they want to move on from him because you could basically trade him for a couple of smaller contracts um, and make things work or for a $10 million contract or trade him to a team and get a $10 million trade exception and just use that later on when you need to when you're fighting for the playoffs next year. So I'm going to go over what I think the 76ers should do. And this is my own opinion. I'd like to point out it's not uh, a 76ers opinion because I am a Celtics fan. So this is my own unbiased, I'm trying to keep it as unbiased as I can, opinion on what they should do moving forward. And let's get started. So the first thing that I think is going to happen, or I should try and see if they can do. So it's the 76ers, the Hornets, and the Kings. So the Kings get Tobias Harris and Matthijs Stiebel. The Hornets get Rashawn Holmes in a 2026 first-round pick, more favorable protected um, with the 76ers. So they get that pick swap. And then the 76ers get Harrison Barnes, Justin Holiday, Kelly Oubre, and the worst pick in 2026. So it's a pick swap in favor of Charlotte. They get the pick swap rights in that one. So here's my thought process. So 
I think the 76ers have no use for Rashawn Holmes, and that's why I did this Hornets deal. So the Kings get rid of Harrison Barnes, who's he's been a great player, and Justin Holiday, who's someone who came over at the deadline. But they do it for Matthias Diebold, can be their starting small forward, and he's a pretty solid young starting small forward. Tobias Harris is a lot more money than Harrison Barnes long term, but he is a good power forward and could be a nice piece next to someone like Sabonis. So I think there's the combination of those guys which helps um, for the Kings. So the Kings really only have to worry about the shooting guard position because now they get two starters at the small forward and the power forward. So that's why the Kings do it. Hornets do this because they get a starting center, which is totally important for their team. And the pick swap. I think Kelly Oubre, they don't need him because uh, they have uh, so many small forwards anyways, plus two draft picks to go after potentially another one. So if they don't want a small forward who makes $12 million, they could get a center here and then draft maybe one of the small forwards in the middle first round, which is fine. And they get the pick swap, which is that. And then Philadelphia, you could say, okay, Philly needs to add more to this deal, but expiring contract in Harrison Barnes, expiring contract in Justin Holiday, and uh, Kelly Oubre is an expiring contract. So they get three wings, they're all expiring contracts, and it's not a bad move for their team overall. I like this a lot um, for what they have and what they can do. So, yeah, it's, it's, not, uh, it's not that bad. I think it's a pretty solid move, and I think that's what they do. So, number two on the board is with Atlanta. Now, Atlanta is going to trade with the 76ers, and there's going to be OKC involved. So, 76ers get Bogdan Bogdanovich in the 30th overall pick from the uh, OKC Thunder, which is Phoenix's pick. The um, Hawks get the 23rd overall pick and Danny Green, as well as uh, Shake Milton. And the Oklahoma City Thunder get a second-round pick from the 76ers in the future and Jaden Springer. The reason why um, the uh, 76ers do this is because they get a starting small forward in Bogdanovich. And I think you have James Harden, Tyrese Maxey, Bogdanovich, Harrison Barnes, and Joel Embiid. That's a great starting five. And then you would have um, a pretty good bench, too. And the Hawks get the 23rd pick in Danny Green, which, A, they get rid of some salary, because uh, Danny Green's only a one-year. And, two, they get the 23rd pick to go along with the 16th pick, so they can draft some wings and forwards if they need to. This gives them a chance to give uh, Hunter more minutes, and it also gives them a chance to maybe give Jalen Johnson more minutes, and that's a good move for the Hawks. Danny Green is a bench wing, and two draft picks, it's not that bad. Now... OKC is only involved in this solely based on the fact that they have to trade the 30th pick. And I think that's good value, 30th pick for Springer and a second-round pick um, from Philly. I think uh, Philadelphia can't trade the 23rd pick unless they get a first-round pick otherwise. And because Oklahoma City has the last pick in the first round, plus they have so many picks already, it's not like they need this first-round pick. And Springer was a draft choice recently and is still young, and given more minutes, maybe could be something. Uh, I think he can be maybe a nice bench wing or a bench guard. Um, so, yeah, I think that's why OKC does that, um, and they get rid of the pick. They have so many, so it's it's okay. Um, 
Then the 76ers will draft. Uh, they have the 30th overall pick, and uh, I really don't know exactly what they're going to do, but uh, I think uh, what would be a pretty solid choice, um, in in my opinion, um, is going to be Trevon Keel's Duke um, point guard shooting guard. So he is a combo guard, play the point guard, the shooting guard, I think he can bring a lot to this team, I think, as a sort of backup potential uh, shooting guard, backup point guard, uh, can fill the role of Shake Milton, I think, comes in and can be a very good player, and I like what he brings to the table, I like this team, and I like everything that comes out of that, so I think he's a solid addition to their roster, so uh, he is their draft choice at 30. And then free agency, I got two free agency signings. The first is going to be mid-level exception Tyus Jones, who was with Memphis. I think he's going to come in, be the backup point guard. And I think he brings a lot to the table as someone who could score eight points a game off the bench and be a good point guard when James Harden's on the bench. Uh, and I like it. And then we're going to get Robin Lopez to the mid-level exception, 2.3 million, whatever the mid-level is. Um, that's what's going to happen with... Robin Lopez and with Philly. So Philly, like I said before, their starting lineup would be James Harden, Tyrese Maxey, Bogdanovich, Harrison Barnes, and Embiid, which is a great starting five. You got four starters who can shoot, and then you got Embiid sliding in there at the five. Off the bench, you have Tyus Jones, and then you would probably have Justin Holiday, um, Kelly Oubre, um, and then you would have Georges Nang, um, Trevon Keels, um, and then you would have uh, Robin Lopez um, as well. You'd also have Corkmoss uh, Cork um, as well. So there's a lot of versatility um, when it comes to your bench unit. Uh, Kelly Oubre is coming off the bench and can be your small forward or power forward. He's 6'7". So, you know, I think they have the pieces to have a pretty good bench unit and... I think this is a great starting unit. I think this is a great team. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I think this would be a way to change Philadelphia and make them overall a better team. And just it would be ideal situation if they wanted someone who can really get the ball moving, uh, you know, getting some nice bench pieces and some starters. I think getting rid of Harris would be great. Obviously, getting rid of a lot of your young guys like Thibold and Maxi uh, is staying, but you know, Shake Milton and Springer could hurt in the long run, but um, I think uh, getting in a bunch of guys, especially if you get rid of a bunch of players, and um, Harrison Barnes could be a free agent, so could Kelly Oubre, so could um, Holiday, so that even opens up the door for you to try for a third star if you want to go with Harden and Bede and someone else. Um, it's not the ideal situation, I'm sure, but you know, look at Milwaukee. They got Drew Holiday, who's their third star, and he's not making, um, you know, James Harden money or Giannis money, but he's making a decent amount, thirty plus million, and he's pretty good. You know, I think they have options, especially if they get rid of Tobias Harris. So, this is a good team. I think, as I said before, you have shooters with James Harden, Maxi, uh, Bogdanovich, and Harrison Barnes, which is something they really never had before. And they're prioritizing that here. And they got wings because, uh, you know, I think you can, you know, make it work. Uh, 
I went with Trayvon Keels as the 30th overall pick. If that's not who they go with, that's okay. I didn't really have any, like, pick that kind of um, stuck out in my opinion.